Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. It is our hope that through the daily study of God's Word, we will be encouraged and strengthened and build a firm foundation of truth in our lives. Today in our study, we witness the result of Satan, the dragon, being cast down to earth. I encourage you to open your Bible and turn to the Revelation of Jesus Christ, chapter 12, and join us for Salvation Has Come. Let's go to the Lord in prayer together. Father in heaven, we thank you for your word, and we thank you for this letter in particular as we study it. We also acknowledge that so much of this letter is challenging, not just simply to interpret it, but sometimes just to read it. The judgments, the deaths, the things that we struggle to understand, sometimes threaten to overcome the hope that we desire to get from studying this book. I pray, Father, that you would help us to see your intention, which appears to be to strengthen and encourage the body of believers by declaring that you are victorious, that you are sovereign God who sits on his throne, that you are almighty, and that you will take care of all of these things in time. I pray, Father, that you would help us to sense and see the hope that is within the pages of this book, this letter of Revelation. Now open our eyes, guide and direct our study. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. In order for us to understand any book, especially the Bible, we need to take our cues from the wording within that book to guide and direct the sequence of events. As we read the book of Revelation, phrases such as, Then I saw or a seal was open, or then the seventh trumpet sounded. These phrases guide us from one event to another sequentially. We have such a phrase beginning our study today. In verse 10 we read, Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven. This phrase tells us that the events we're about to see take place after the dragon and his angels are cast out of heaven. So in verse 10 we read, Then I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, again, a loud voice. How many times have we clearly seen in the book of Revelation that the sounds in heaven are loud? That should remind us that when there was silence in heaven, it had to stand out by contrast so that even the silence in heaven was loud or profound. So in heaven, this loud voice, we're not told the source of the loud voice, proclaims the following, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. Why have they come now? Well, we're told further on in the verse, For the accuser of our brethren, who accused them before our God day and night, has been cast down. Ever since the rebellion of Satan and his followers, Satan and the fallen angels had a presence in heaven. But now heaven has been purged of Satan and his followers. They have been cast down, and this results in praise and worship. A declaration, now, finally, ultimate salvation and strength, and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. Salvation has been going on in the hearts of people for a long time. God's strength was always present. God always sat on his throne, his kingdom was always there, and the power of Christ 
doesn't just begin now. It has been in existence. But now they're clearly seen. Now they're clearly visible and evident to all of the angels or to all of the individuals in heaven. Whoever is making this loud proclamation declares with praise, now, finally, visibly, salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren, who accused them before our God day and night, has been cast down. We need to take a cue from these heavenly voices. The cue is this. Every victory of God needs to be met with praise, adoration, worship, and exaltation. We need to acknowledge God's power in his presence, his salvation. We need to see that over all of the circumstances and all of the enemies of God, God exerts ultimate power and control. And this is most clearly evident when in our weakness, or in our time of affliction or tribulation, when we fear, when we doubt, when we worry, it is then when we are weak that we see the strength of God. He is everlasting, the Lord God Almighty. But it's in our weakness that his mighty power and presence is demonstrated to us most clearly. The second part of verse 10 tells us something about the great dragon or Satan. We are told, For the accuser of our brethren, who accused them before our God day and night, has been cast down. Satan is an accuser. He accused God in the Garden of Eden. He said to Adam and Eve, You will not surely die, accusing God of lying. He accused God of withholding benefits from Adam and Eve by commanding them to not eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Satan said, God knows that when you eat of the fruit, you will become like God. You will become wise. He accused Job to God, saying, Does Job serve you for nothing? If you remove the hedge of protection from around him, he will surely curse you. Satan is an accuser. He accuses the followers of God of following for the wrong reason, of insincerity, of hypocrisy. He accuses God of deceitfulness. He is an accuser, which tells us that being an accuser, being someone who brings accusations, who looks at the heart of individuals when they cannot clearly see the heart of individuals and judges them, that that is Satan-like behavior. We need to not do that ourselves. We need to recognize that this is what Satan does, and we need to forsake that kind of behavior. There are people all around us, in the church, outside of the church, who are looking at individuals' actions and behaviors and words and bringing accusations about them to others when they are not in a position to do so. They lack the power to look into the heart, to judge the motivations and the intents of the heart. They are not God. To behave in such a way is evil. In verse 10, the word brethren is used, speaking of the followers of Jesus Christ, those who put faith in him. We are brethren. We are family. And we're told in verse 11 that the brethren, that the believers, they overcame Satan by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. 
because of the shed blood of Jesus Christ on the cross, paying for our sin, purchasing our pardon before God, providing for salvation, through our declaration of faith in him, we are saved. That's what is meant. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. We're told in Romans, we're told in Romans that if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in our hearts that God has raised him from the dead, we shall be saved. And we see that here in verse 11. And then it says, and they did not love their lives to the death. In other words, the followers of Christ, these brethren that are being spoken of, were willing to give their lives for their faith in Jesus Christ. Followers of Jesus, disciples, Christians, are to have a visible and verbal testimony. We're not to be secret saints. We're not to try to blend in or be chameleon-like in our behavior with the world. We're to be so out loud, so bold in our faith, that we're willing to suffer for Christ, even unto death. In verse 12, we're told, Therefore, as a result of Satan being cast down, as a result of believers overcoming through faith in Jesus Christ, therefore, rejoice, O heavens, all that is in heaven and the heavens themselves. Rejoice, and you who dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea. For the devil has come down to you having great wrath, because he knows that he has a short time. Satan is cast down, which results in praise and worship of God, declarations of God's presence and power. No more will accusations come before the throne of God against God's people. But the inhabitants of the earth, all those who so far have rejected the gospel, have rejected God's attempts at bringing them to repentance, they are told, woe. Why? Because the devil, the dragon, has come down to you, and he is full of wrath because he knows he has a short time. He knows because of his defeat, because of God's power, he knows that time is running out on him. So he is going to intensify his efforts to deceive, and to destroy. In light of what we see in the book of Revelation, we need to recommit ourselves to holy and pure living, knowing that the time is coming when God will exert all of his power and all of his authority against the rebellious people of the earth. We need to draw near with faith in full assurance. We need to continue to witness and proclaim the truth of God's word, to warn people of impending judgment, all the while knowing that God in his goodness, his grace, his mercy and love is at work trying to bring sinners to repentance, but all those who reject his grace, all those who reject salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ will suffer his wrath. We need to pray. We need to witness, but we need to live wholly, boldly for God. Father, remove the fear from our hearts. Infuse us with faith. Give us the boldness, the courage to live for Jesus Christ. For Jesus Christ gave his life for us. You have provided salvation for us. 
protection for us. We will spend eternity with you in heaven, no longer bound by sin and fear and death, but we will live eternally in your presence, serving you, worshiping you, and enjoying the fruits of eternal life that have been provided to us through the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, help us to see, help us to believe and understand. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.